0: Hey everybody, it's your girl Lise Winnie here back again with another episode of Millennials Anonymous podcast on another lovely top of another lovely week. So I'm so happy to be here and yes, my name is Lise. And I'm a millennial. So we have so many things to talk about today. There's been so much going on. I just want to hit on a couple of things before we get into it today. Well, if you have not been watching the news, you may not have heard. There's been a couple of people that have had sexual allegations resurface. One of which is Brett Kavanaugh. It looks like there is someone else who has come forward. One of, uh, I think one of the victims we heard last year but there's a book or something that's out. So now he's back in the news. I think that um, someone may have gotten a hold of uh, an incident that happened at Yale that was reported back when, that was many years ago. I don't even remember the the time or the date. So now he's back in the news. And of course, you know, President Donald Trump is back on the defense of yet another, uh, uh, I guess, accused. Saying that he needs to start suing these people and all of this other stuff, which is funny because, if I'm not mistaken, the report that came out is not necessarily from that particular victim. I don't think she's actually come out and said anything. I think this is just an allegation that has been leaked. That was reported uh, many years ago and someone has gotten, I guess, a hold of uh, this potential allegation. So people are calling for his impeachment at this point from the Supreme Court. I don't know why you have a president of the United States who consistently tries to eliminate the voices of the people he's supposedly governing over, which makes absolutely no sense to me at all. And then, of course, we have Mr. Antonio Brown, which I can't go a day with. Without hearing his name at all, we've been hearing his name in the news pretty much for the last two to three weeks uh, um, consistently based on one, his bad behavior two, his, I guess, genius tactics of getting out of a contract and now sexual allegation charges uh, against Uh, From his former trainer, Miss Brittany Taylor, who I heard just recently got married. I think she got married this weekend. So congratulations to her on that. He supposedly had turned down a $2 million settlement with her um, to keep it out of the news. And now this is public because he turned that down. I don't know because he did pull some receipts on her. So I'm not sure what's going on with that. But we're going to talk about Antonio Brown in just a few minutes. And then we have another hurricane that's coming up. It looks like uh, uh, maybe the Gulf. There's a tropical disturbance in the Gulf, which they said is going to bring a lot of rain to Texas, which is an immediate need of rain because they're having a drought. And then we're going to have a tornado category one come up the East Coast. So it's going to hit Florida all the way up to, I think, uh, Maryland, maybe a little bit beyond Maryland, but they said mostly rain, not a lot of wind and stuff like that, but it is coming. So we are in hurricane season. If you didn't know, also in the Bahamas, I think there's still 2,500 people that are unaccounted for. So they are still searching for those, uh, victims as well. So there's a lot going on, um, right now in the news, but we're going to talk about a couple of things here on the show. The very first thing that I wanted to talk about is I, I, we kind of hit on Antonio Brown last week, but this was be pre-allegation. So now we are going to talk a little bit about these allegations. So if you watch Brunching with E. Diggin' Lease, which comes on, you can watch it on YouTube and Facebook at live at 11 a.m. on Fridays. Um on Charm City Direct TV and Millennials Anonymous Podcast. Yeah, I feel like it's a lot. You can watch that. We talked about it a little bit. But my thing is with the whole Antonio Brown situation is that we got a lot to deal with and a lot to unpack here. One, he is, I would say, a great player, right? We can't say that he's not. He's an amazing player. He's gonna a pro bowler if he can keep his name out of the mud, potentially a Hall of Famer. It's a lot to adjust with his personality. He seems to have a lot of diva tactics, but it doesn't necessarily mean that he's a horrible human being, but he does have a lot of diva tactics. This is pre-allegation. Right, so we got a lot to unpack there with Antonio Brown. It's just him being a football player and an athlete, in all the locker rooms that he seems to kind of. Uh, well, he's been a stealer for a long time, um, but he pretty much took that locker room and he shook it up like a snow globe. He did the same thing with the Raiders, and now he's with the Patriots, who don't really—they're like a no-nonsense team. So I'm curious to see what they do. He did play on Sunday. He did very well. Uh, he caught like. Uh, the first three passes of the game uh, from Tom Brady even had a touchdown pass uh, so he's, he did quite well there's no denying that there was a chemistry there and he has not skipped a beat since all of the back and forth with his contracts and so forth and so on however they said after the game, Antonio Brown went straight to the locker room. He didn't talk to anyone. He went straight to the locker room. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was the New York Post had said that he had taken his nameplate down and all his clothes were gone. Now, I don't know what that means. They talked to Bill Belichick. He didn't want to talk about it. Tom Brady didn't want to talk about it. Just simply saying things like, I don't make those decisions and things like that. I don't know because Antonio Brown did put out some things that make it seem... That Miss Taylor or Mrs. Taylor could be not everything that she's saying may not be a hundred percent truthful um that doesn't necessarily mean that she's telling a lie or she's not telling the truth my biggest issue with her is why not go to the police why not start a criminal case why just civil because this was always civil uh they were the two million dollars allegedly that i guess it's not alleged i think her attorney did say it the two million dollars that she wanted to keep this out of the news was always civil it was never criminal so I, i don't know what that's about the NFL is going to be talking to her. I'm a big Ravens fan. They're actually, um, our new receiver is also implicated in this. It is Antonio Brown's nephew cousin, his cousin, Hollywood, or, you know, it, 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 that is bringing brought into this because apparently Hollywood, uh, Brown, which is not his real name, but I like calling him Hollywood, Hollywood Brown. Was there supposedly when the rape took place, and so now the NFL is going to be investigating him. Which I don't know how this will impact his level of play, I don't know how this will impact his image. But supposedly, he was there when the alleged rape occurred. Uh, for those of you who don't know who Brittany Taylor is, she is uh, a, a gymnast, she was a real standout gymnast. I think she went to LSU or she may have taught at LSU. Uh, She's a married woman now. Uh, She was a personal trainer that Antonio Brown hired. She didn't work for the Steelers. She was, uh, I guess, like somebody he got on his own. And so she had worked with him, I think they said for like two years or something like that. Like she had been with him for a couple years. It looks like, although Antonio Brown has had a girlfriend for a long time, It seems like him and Mrs. Taylor may have had a relationship. So he's showed some of the text messages. We've seen some of the videos of them together. And it appears that there may have been some level of consensual uh, relationship there. However, what I think Antonio Brown fails to realize is that just because you have a consensual relationship doesn't mean that every act of sex or interaction with one another is consensual. And if she did not consent to the things that he was doing then that makes it non-consenting, therefore that is sexual assault. I know it gets tricky, but that's just how it is. And that's something that you have to understand when you are in a relationship, whether you are male or female, that these are things that could potentially happen, especially if you take something from someone without their consent or you do something to someone without their consent. And I feel like we're going to get more information. I feel like there's more coming now that written Ms. Taylor. I don't know if that's still her name. Um, Mrs. Taylor is going to be being interviewed by the NFL Uh, she's cooperating with other authorities I would have liked to see if this in fact was true and they weren't just in a relationship because according to Antonio Brown she got upset because she didn't give her like 1.6 million dollars to start a gym and now she's upset because he reneged on the deal when in actuality you know it, it wasn't that he raped her it was that she got upset that he didn't give her the money and then if she was in a relationship that would explain why this was kind of he wanted to keep this under wraps so i I don't know it's it's a lot of confusingness and that's why i said i just want to and i made that word up yes i did i just want to wait and see what happened you know what i mean i just want to see more information before i make a definitive answer on either side because neither no one was there except for them and apparently hollywood brown but I, I would like to hear more about the situation and let it unfold. Because I think we make too many snap judgments before the entire situation unfolds. And like I said, I've never been an Antonio Brown fan because like I mentioned to you, I am a Ravens fan. If you know anything about the AFC North, we we do not like the Steelers. That is our rival. We don't like them. I've never liked them. I, I don't like them anything about those terrible towels, I just, I just not feeling it, you know what I mean, I'm just, it's not my thing, so I've never been a fan of Antonio Brown, but what I'm not gonna do is, kind of go to a point where we don't hear the whole story and like I said if this was a criminal case whether he was innocent or not I always side with the victim and a lot of people say well why do you do that because the victims go through a lot when you bring upon a criminal case or you come out a lot happens to you people start to especially when you're going up against a powerful and uh, figure like Antonio Brown people will criticize you people will critique you people will it's not a nice situation to be in. You know, especially if you, you know, you're a victim, you already have that pain. And now you have an additional level of pain from people not believing you and calling you all kinds of names. So it's not a a pleasant situation to be in. So anytime there's a criminal case, when somebody is the victim, I, especially in sexual assault cases, I always want to believe inside with the victim. I, it, period. there's You're not gonna change my opinion on that. That's just how I. That's how I feel. That's how I believe. But in this, listen, me. I sound like a snake. In this situation, I don't know because we don't have that. That's not there. It, it wasn't adjusted. And she didn't do that, which kind of to me. It, it's kind of the systems are out of place so like I said I would like to hear more from her of why she didn't file criminally because it could be that maybe she did have something with him and she cares about him and she doesn't want him to go to jail I don't know but I would have to hear more because that piece is missing for me that piece is missing if somebody assaults you you and you're going to come out because she's already coming out right so she's already getting the scrutiny so it's not like you can say well she didn't come out because she doesn't want the scrutiny and it's too painful she's going through the motion she's going through the nfl she's going through civil court she's got an attorney you've got to tell me why you have not gone to the criminal courts if he is a sexual deviant and he needs to be locked up we need to make sure that he's prosecuted so he doesn't do this to someone else. You cannot be the only one. If he has sexually assaulted you, the chances of him sexually assaulting other people is extremely high. And for you to not do that and protect other women is not okay. So that's why I'm, I'm not really understanding, you know, so that's why I, I need more information. And I'm not gonna, because it seems like I'm starting to make a judgment. So let me stop. I'm not, I'm just gonna leave it alone tell we hear more information but I don't know if Antonio Brown will play this upcoming week I know that the NFL would rather this get swept under the rug like they always do just so that they can make sure that they play games and have high ratings I don't know I hope they don't do that but only time will tell anyway let's move on not in any way but let's move on to my next topic which is the revolt Summit. So there's a video um, of Killer Mike, and he's on a panel full of other, I guess, African American advocates or social justice uh, people, or whatever you want to call them. I, I don't know what you would necessarily call them. And the panel happened um, over the weekend. I think it was in Atlanta. The moderator was Jeff Johnson. Uh, so they had the likes of T.I., they had Candace Owens from the big Republican Fox News, big Trump supporter. They had a couple other people there on the stage, uh, Killer Mike, of course, and they bit, did a soundbite. So the soundbite pretty much was Killer Mike talking about, you know, we're just basically this is just you kind of like fighting over who has the best mass um, and you know, black people need to own their own black people need to do their own and kind of get, um, out of trying to keep their hand out for somebody to fix it for them. So in hearing the soundbite, I'm not going to lie to you. I was kind of upset with killer Mike because what he was saying in that soundbite to me was hypocritical and it made very little sense. Cause it was like, you know, I don't care who it is. And it was almost like, don't vote type of vibe to me, but this is why you can't listen to sound bites. When you listen to the full hour and eighteen minutes of commentary, one, I think they should have probably had a better moderator. A no knock on Jeff Johnson, but to me it he wasn't a moderator more so as he was kind of like giving his own biased opinions as he's going through it. And to me, to be a moderator, you have to be as neutral as possible. Otherwise, you cannot be the moderator. That's just me. You know, that's just me. It's not saying he did a bad job, but I felt there was some, the way that the questions were worded to me, some of the questions in his responses seem skewed. Like he was trying to get a certain level of response. He was trying to give his opinion about how he felt about a particular situation when it, when you're there to be the moderator, that is what you're there for. You moderate, that's it. But anyway, so the, the things that I wanted to talk about on here is because they were talking really about black people being able to be sustainable, right? And making sure that our communities are being heard because there's a lot of things that were not being heard in our communities. And for me, I feel like there was a couple of key factors and key things that were missing. I feel like there were things that were kind of overlooked. One of the the main talking points that will, well, let's let's break it down. So let's talk about the minorities in the room, which would be Uh, Miss Candace Owens and I don't remember the other woman's name but she was also there and she was I think she's a Republican as well she's a black Republican she was there I don't um, don't forgive me I don't remember her name um but let's talk about them first and so their main talking points was that black people should be republicans because we were republicans back when in the day and that conservatism is not um radical it's just basic principles of the man is the head of the household the woman is takes care of the household and the children we need better schools for our kids and we need to stop living in the box and kind of get away from democrats so that's what I got, and Trump is not a racist. So that's what I got from them, okay? On the other side, I will say they had an activist there. I don't remember her name either, um, forgive me, because uh, some people just made bigger impressions on me than others, but I don't, I don't remember her name. She was there, and hers was pretty much like, we don't need to worry about the past, you know, and it was another young guy there. We don't need to worry about the past. We just need to worry about the future. Stop talking about slavery. Everything is criminal justice reform. Um, Black people need to just do more, I guess, canceling of big corporations and things of that nature. Okay, so those were those two. So I'll say that you have the right was there. You have the left was there. And then I would say Killer Mike and T.I. are in the center. So basically their argument is sort of like a combination of the two. Yeah, black people should be more open to political voices and, you know, things like that. We do need criminal justice reform, but it shouldn't be our only focus. We should focus on economic stuff and all of that. So that's the three sides of the panel. Now, my concern was that one of the things that I kept hearing, which was a big talking point there, was that Black people should be Republicans. Now, and this was on Killer Mike said, he didn't say you should be, but he said that Black people were Republicans until, um, you know whatever reason they never really said what why they just said black people should be Republicans is what they said they that's what they did say okay so here's my issue with that they only tell you part of the story so yes back when Lincoln decided that he wanted to uh, sign the Emancipation Proclamation and a little bit before that once black people were freed most of them were Republicans because Republicans were more um you know, supportive of the abolitionist movement because the Republicans were more in the North. So the Democrats were mostly Southerners. And when you have a lot of the Southerners, of course, things like that wasn't what they wanted. That's why we had a whole war, like, you know what I mean? So that, in fact, is true. What they don't talk about is what happened. So right around the, the 1964, when he signed the when Lyndon B. Johnson signed the Civil, uh, Civil Rights Act of 1964, the parties flipped. So because the, the, a lot of the Southern Democrats, because you have to realize that he, Lyndon B. Johnson, he was a Democrat, they had a flip. So once he did that, he knew that he was going to lose the South. One of his great quotables was, we will forever lose the South once we sign this proclamation. You do, you you know, you do realize that. And that was all she wrote. From that moment on, a lot of those Southern Democrats, because he was a Democrat at the time, him and, and, you know, John Kennedy, flipped. So they know they left the party in droves. So a lot of those Southern Democrats that you keep talking about became Republicans. And from that moment on, the parties flipped. So a lot of the people that supported slavery now are Republicans. Why they don't ever talk about that, I don't know. Like, it's like history stopped right there after slavery. No, 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 no. You got to go a little bit further. So a lot of those Democrats became Republicans. And it has stayed like that since. Okay. Okay. Another thing that we talk about when we talk about parties, I think that more people should be independent. You should not be focused on whether somebody is a Democrat or whether somebody is a Republican. You should be focused on how does that impact you, your family, and your community. If you are voting against your own best interest because somebody has an R or a D in front of their names, you're an idiot. I'm sorry. If you get upset with that, forgive me. Well, no, don't forgive me. Don't listen to it. You cannot vote against your own best interest because you want to be on your team. These are not teams. This is real life. And this is why I believe that they should get rid of those letters because it causes polarization of your, this is on my team, that's not on my team. And it it creates a level of, of dislike for people who maybe have something going on that could benefit you. And those are the things that we need to focus on as people. We need to get away from this. This is my side. That is your side. When you do that, we lose everything. I believe the more people should be independent. You, like we, we've got to get back to that where people are independent thinkers and you're looking at policies and you're looking at laws as a whole and not just this is a Democrat idea or this is a Republican idea. When you do that, you lose focus of what you actually need. Now, I don't agree with a lot of things that Candace Owens said, but one of the things that she did say that I agree with is black people need to identify what it is that are your true issues. If you're going to fight for something, We've got to know, what are we fighting for? And one of the things that I think that she failed to kind of hit on, because it was just like, all the black people kind of just fall under this one umbrella. We are in, and this is what we hear when I hear black agenda all the time, and it irks me to my soul. Black people are individuals. I don't hear any other group of people be lumped into a ball of one thing. And the only thing that falls under this ball, 9 out of 10, is criminal justice reform. And there's nothing wrong with criminal justice reform. I think we do need to reform our criminal justice system. We lock up more people in this country than any other country on in, on earth. Like, it's ridiculous, the amount of people we lock up. And for the reasons we lock them up, and then we change the laws, and they're still locked up. So those things to me, I think, are ridiculous. I think we do need to reform criminal uh, justice and the rules and the laws and we need to fix our law enforcement system. But at the same time, every black person that is not on the top of every black person's list, we are individuals. If you talk to me, my issue might be that the fact that student loans are too much. It may be that my taxes are too high. Like, you've got to figure out that there's more about the black agenda than just criminal justice reform. When you talk to politicians, Republicans, Democrats, and otherwise, the only thing when you ask them about black people they start talking about is criminal justice reform. And I'm like, that maybe that's not it for every black person. Maybe we're not single ballot you know, issue voters. We need to hear other things too that are more robust that are gonna impact our community as a whole. And you need to start addressing black people as such. That irritates me. That we have all these people on these panels time after time after time after time. And this is the only thing that they talk about. And then you wonder why we have not moved forward. And then Mike talks about you know, we do need to create a 10-point agenda and we need to start moving forward. But how do you get people to move forward? How do you do that? The only way that you get people to move forward is you actually have to give them actionable items to be able to actually complete. If you just talking at people, it doesn't do anything. It never does. Like you'll hear this, this will circle the internet, it'll go viral and then people will stop talking about it. I agree with a lot of things that my said I think Killer Mike is on to something I think black people need more economic freedoms and powers I think once black people are able to build their own sustainability and start to create wealth which is something that was taken away from us for a long time and I another scary part that kind of worries me is that Sorry about that came back I had I had another call always for some reason people always call me when I'm recording but it just is one of those things that just kind of concerns me as a whole that we don't get a chance to be able to ever really expand beyond what is supposed to be right and so I'm looking forward to see what will happen in the future I can't wait to see what we will be able to to accomplish and i think that you know 2019 has really set a fire under people in order to do something better in order to do something more and so i i'm excited to see uh, what will happen you know like i said i'm it, it bothers me you know that for some reason, we are only put in this little teeny box and we only are kind of thought to, OK, these four things right here are important to African-Americans. So I'm like I said, I'm excited to see because I think that a fire has been lit under a lot of people. I'm hoping to see people move forward and actually do something with this newfound fire that we've lit and that people will start to open more businesses and we will have more people that support those businesses not just get them started but actually support and I hope a lot of these people at the top that are preaching to the choir that they need to get businesses started will help to get these businesses off the ground and I'm not even talking just about money I'm talking about actually promote it and you know talk about it because for people like that it, it only takes a tweet. It only takes a, an Instagram post. Like for you to do something like that, that doesn't cost you a thing. All you have to do is just post it. So those are the things that I'm hoping to see. But at the same time, you know, I, I get it. We got to make sure that we have our house in order. So if we're going to ask people to actually help and promote us as new business owners or black people trying to get into opening businesses, we got to make sure that what we have is grade A top-notch. We can't have something that's kind of like half done, half rushed, you know, half thought through, like we got to make sure that it is truly what we set it out to be so that we can make a difference in our community and actually move forward and do something amazing so this has been another episode of Millennials Anonymous I told you I was going to get political on you not too political but a little political like a lot political but not a little lot political you know what I mean but I told you I would you know I said this is going to be a little lot of political but Regardless of that, I appreciate you listening. Again, you tune in next week. We'll have another episode for you. I promise the phone won't ring. I promise. I promise. Got a lot of things, personal things going on. And that's why I'm getting a lot of phone calls recently. But that's neither here nor there. But... I want you guys to know how much I do appreciate you listening in. How much I do appreciate you watching the videos. How much I do appreciate you coming back. Because without you guys listening, it's just me kind of rambling off to myself. So I appreciate you listen listening to me ramble. And I hope that you join us again next week. Bye.